The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! Okay, what are we drinking tonight? So we have this great champagne. Yeah. And I'll just tell everyone, as I've been under a rock for most of my life, (laughs) and I've never had champagne until this bottle this year. You've had sparkling wine. I've had sparkling wines, yes. And I, but champagne, just to be clear, champagne comes from champagne in France. Exactly. Right. So I've had sparkling wines, and the only one I liked, which was actually a sweet version, but I don't really prefer sweet usually, yeah. was Martini Rossi's. And I would get that because that's the one I landed on. The one you knew. And I knew, right? right? However, I got this Piper Heidsick Prohibition Edition, which is one of Marilyn Monroe's favorite. Yeah. She kept a month's supply in her house at all times Good for her. <laughs> so that tells me already i'm probably gonna like it right. and it is dry so we're gonna try a Kir royale which is a french cocktail it's based on the Kir, but it has cream de cassis in it and champagne and you can put raspberries i put blackberries in it and basically it's four tablespoons of cream de cassis in the flute we have some frozen blackberries which is great for the champagne right. frozen blackberries and then i topped it off with the rest of our champagne now, what is the cream de cassis flavor? It is a currant liqueur. Currants. So what's amazing Currant is, is kind of like a raisin. Kind of, yeah. but these are before they turn to raisins. They, yes. They're when they're plump, and so it's a dark berry fruit, basically. Yeah. And what's interesting is when we had tried this in a different cocktail, I think a year, maybe a year and a half ago, because we used prosecco, it was bitter because this prosecco had a aftertaste to yeah. it. And uh, which is, it's an Italian, maybe it's Prosecco. It's an Italian champagne, if you will. Right. right? It's not really champagne, but sparkling wine. So this time I just thought, I'm just going to try champagne. I really, I've always wanted to try champagne. I looked this up and found it had great reviews and we tasted it straight. And it's The only thing about this particular champagne is that it has a bit of an apple flavor. It's very apple forward. And when you read the tasting notes, it, Definitely goes with seafood, like yeah, mussels, yeah. particularly. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So that's great, but I wanted to drink champagne. Yeah. So we're going to try this and see how this tastes. All right, good. No particular no aroma. No aroma. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very lightly flavored. Yeah. You know, I would expect there to be more of a fruitiness to this, that there isn't. No, but I taste the fruit without the sugars. So 
This is the third champagne cocktail we've had today. Mm -hmm. And the last one was the classic champagne Champagne cocktail cocktail with Angostura bitters. And that was a very Angostura forward Mm -hmm. flavor. This with a cassis doesn't really have an overwhelming Mm -hmm. flavor. No. But you get like a fruitiness. It's almost like it's fruity perfume. Exactly. That's what it tastes like to me. Because like a full mouthful, when I push it into my palate, I taste the berries. Yeah. But it's not, and this is me personally, because yeah. I don't like overly sweet yeah. when I'm looking at champagne. It's still dry. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, it's colored red, right. basically. It's got the berries in it yeah. for the end, but it's still dry. It retains that dry. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Chapter 13. Yeah. Well, we're inside Elodie's head. Yeah, Elodie. Well, actually, Kay is inside Elodie's head. Yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) Yeah. She's obsessing on Kay. She is. But what's really interesting is the conversation she's having about intimacy and sex and and being alone and feeling unattached and also being like upset by that awareness suddenly that K is created in her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we find her back in the pool at the spa with these women, one of them calling her over and even, you know, fondling her. And she's like, I don't want any part of it because she's like into K and she's got K on the mind. But yeah. at the same time, she's looking at a painting on the wall And seeing in the painting for the first time the loneliness of the subject, like seeing the woman in the painting as smiling inauthentically and actually being really alone. And then she realizes that's her experience of intimacy. Well, and not to put you on the spot, but Emma wrote this section really well, right Mm. after the description of the woman in the pool with Elodie, then Elodie you know, moves to the, um, the lounge bar. area, yeah. the bar, and orders a coffee instead of something else, right? Because right? she's trying to get clarity in what's just happening. And she reflects on this whole lifestyle she has created of using sex to fill a need that she's trying to fill. She thinks it's filling it and really becoming clear that it isn't filling the need, that the, the need that she has, this need for intimacy, this need to be vulnerable with somebody cannot be filled by just casual sex. That was totally my experience. Right. You know, I didn't stop you in your reading, but I was like, oh my God, this is, you can reflect on this exactly because this was your, you were searching. This is your search. Absolutely. I was having sex the way that I wanted to. Yeah. With anyone you wanted to, when you wanted wanted to, as much as you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And I still felt like there was something missing, which led me on an inquiry that led to my relationship with you. Right. Right. But I I totally relate to Elodie. Yeah, I know. You know, and I have throughout the book, the experience of the book, she's literally been the character closest to my experience of being alive as a sexual creature. Right. And whereas I don't really relate to Kay. I know. Right? (laughs) Yeah. But I relate to Elodie because of that. And I do relate to Kay on a whole other spectrum. Sure. Kay was coming from a, we'll just say an emotionally abusive marriage. uh, marriage. Yeah. And uh, here, here, I hear that. Different circumstances, of course. But 
you can hear, you know, I'm a different personality than Kay. Yeah. However, she's dealing with constructs that are just in human relationship, period. Oh, and yeah, yeah. so you hear them and you're like, yep, I totally get that. Yep, totally get that. I see that. Well, what's interesting to me is the conversation that Elodie's having with herself is about pushing Kay away, about not trying to create relationship with her, about seeing her as a transient through the, the space. Assuming she's a, a tourist. Yeah. yeah, she. I think she's scared. I think that's what it is. Very yeah. much scared. Yeah. And, and she's actually seemed a little irritated that the paintings in the spa had changed for her because she's like, all this time I saw them one way and now I see their vacant, distant loneliness in their eyes and recognize that in myself. And I think that speaks true for all of us when we're in certain phases of our life, that we reflect what we're feeling or experiencing is our filter on how we see the world. And that gets projected. And then because we're meaning making machines, we will make meaning out of everything we see and interpret to fill and justify how we're feeling. Yeah, what's interesting, because she doesn't have sex with these women in the pool. She gets up and goes to the Yeah, she actually has lot. a behavior change. Yeah. And she's sitting there waiting for her coffee, and Yvette brings along her yep. coffee. Yep. And Yvette's chatty, and Elodie just isn't in the mood for a conversation. But because she's Yvette, and because Elodie's Elodie, she is respectful, and she engages in the conversation. Correct. Yeah. And it turns out that the conversation is really a conversation about like traditional marriage in France at that time, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the wife and the husband don't really communicate. They marry separate but, lives, but they live completely separate lives. And she's actually saying he needs another woman. So not somebody like me, but she goes on and she talks about this opportunity that's come up mm-hmm. to help a friend. And that sends Elodie's mind spinning about somehow involving Kay in this opportunity to buy an old dilapidated brewery and cottage and land in Scotland. Right. And so you can see in this chapter, Elodie on one hand is trying to separate herself from Kay. She's trying to put her stamp of independence of no strings attached sex forward. She's struggling with this emotional attachment she's developed with mm-hmm. Kay. And even though she's having this dialogue internally, as soon as Yvette presents her with an opportunity, her first thought is, well, I'll give oh, Kay. I'll give Kay first dibs on yeah. it, which keeps her connected to Kay. Right. I mean, she's really battling here. You can see it. It'll be interesting because, you know, we're giving some foreshadowing with the time. Yvette wants to plan a uh, dinner meeting or a a meeting of some kind to talk about this opportunity of land opportunity and investment in a couple of weeks. And Elodie's doing the math in her head and is like, Oh yeah. Kay will be gone by then. So it'll be over. Right. But yet at the same time, she's trying to elicit Kay in this possibility. And so we know it's coming down the pipe. Well, what I'm getting is the struggle that Elodie is having with loneliness and, the lack of intimacy in her life on one hand and the desire for that connection on the other, mm-hmm. it's an upset to her world. And she's having a struggle with that and she can't get Kay out of her mind. I really feel for her because you can be around a ton of people, family, friends, what yeah. have you, and still feel alone. Oh, she and she does. And yeah. she does. Yeah. She absolutely feels alone because she's not let anyone be 
intimate with her or allowed herself to be vulnerable. Right. So it occurs to me that we're going to, let's see, how can I put this? It occurs to me that we're going to see the way Elodie and Kay interact going forward because Kay's still picking grapes and she's created an impression of competence and, you know, stick with itness mm-hmm. and it's like really uplifted her in Elodie's mind. Sure. And so they're still going to have interactions. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is just like a little interlude. I and, predict yeah. that Elodie's going to come across at some point confusing to Kay because she's on one hand going to be like, oh, I went to the spa the other day, which is going to send Kay reeling. Right. Right. And then she's going to quickly dive to repair that conversation and then she's like, well, you're leaving. Oh, and and so they're like talking about leaving, like Kay leaving on her trip. And then, oh, oh by the way, there's this offer. And it's we'll going to be this hot and cold kind of thing All going right. on. We'll I, see. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!